Good day, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having a, a wonderful day. We are uh, buried under mountains of snow here in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Pretty good cleanup job done by local plows. Able to get out. Driveway's nice and clear. I don't know if the garbage men are going to come today or not, but I certainly hope so. I'm at that point where like we make enough garbage, even though I burn garbage, that I can't have them miss a week. <laughs> like we're already breaking down all the boxes, we're doing everything we can to minimize it. Cannot cannot have them not show up uh this week. That would be very bad. You know, I don't know if if, if this happens to you, but it's like always around Christmas time. You end up with like a lot of extra garbage, a lot of extra boxes and all this stuff. Fortunately, where I live, you know, it's really not a big deal to burn your boxes and, you know, burn other things that are in boxes or whatever, you know, as long as it'll burn. Sometimes you're burning boxes and you're like, yeah, I'll throw this blob of plastic in there. What could go wrong? And then it turns out to just be a rock hard block of crap at the bottom of your burn barrel which you eventually will have to deal with or use your tractor to bury underground. Lord of the Reese's Lamau Chunky Yogurt has been rejected from the ballot because of course he was not Chunk Yogurt. Not Chunk Yogurt. Dog's appointment was good. Huck has a little bit of an allergy, so his like lip gets a little red. But they said it's nothing to be too concerned about, and uh, I'm happy with my vet, so I will believe them. So we got a little, a little salve to put on there when it flares up, and some musher's balm for his nose because his nose dries out. I'll tell you what, German shepherds are great, but they're also like, man, they have problems. You know, allergies and, and whatnot. Got a little extra stream today for those who are members of the basement. So if you haven't yet, make today the day that you join. We'll have a little extra time together, some tender time. How you get access to that is by simply clicking the basement here. Join my locals. Do that while we're getting through some of today's topics. So you're ready to go when we're ready to go over to locals. I'd like to see. I think we can do 10 new people signing up today. Let's go. If 10 new people sign up today, I will be very happy. Our goal is five a day. We almost never do it. But it doesn't mean just because you don't make your goal one time doesn't mean you quit. Let's see here. Let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about, what do we want to do? Pedophiles? We want to talk about pedophiles? We want to talk about you joined, but the account didn't link up. Try logging into that link. Uh, the drive there was pretty slow. I mean, I have a four wheel drive truck. But, uh, you know, that still doesn't, it, it was pretty, 
you know, it's pretty slippery out there. So it's like, yeah, four wheel drive truck is great for getting through high snow or this, that, and the other thing. But when you have like a, a quarter, you know, inch to a half inch of slush underneath the snow, it doesn't really matter if you have a truck or not. So yeah, just to get everyone prepared, here's the link to uh, the locals live stream, which you can actually join right now while we're live. And then once you join um, as a member of locals, when I switch it over to members only, you'll be able to access it and we'll do some fun stuff. I also filmed a little vlog for, for uh, locals members to upload tomorrow. What kind of truck do you have? Just an F-150. All right, let's get to the news, huh? Good news, cigarette juice. Uh, the gift card winners have been emailed and most of them have already replied. Um, you know, congrats to Super Black Gamer Bros, Caleb, Pac-Man, Chad. I'm not using your, you know, your full last name here. Um, but yep, most of them have replied. Two people haven't yet. How many acres am I on? Uh, 30 plus. Better have the 5.0. Oh, my friend. Uh, yes, of course it is the 5.0 V8 Coyote engine uh owning gsc is a full-time job owning two is proof of a mental health issue owning three is i'll let you know if i survive i also have three german shepherds so i'll let you know all right lots to talk about like uh big I think everyone's getting a little tired of the Yimmy Kimmel stuff. People are kind of, those videos were like guaranteed 200,000 views earlier this week. Now they're uh, barely 100K. So I think everyone's kind of over that. So we're going to change it up a little bit. Have a little fun. Talk about pedos. Who doesn't love talking about pedos? I mean, PDF files. All right. Let's go with this one. Okay. A lot of people out there uh, saw perhaps a throwaway joke by Jim Gaffigan on the Golden Globes this past weekend, which poked fun, uh, you know, at essentially um, the worst kind of humans. You know, when you think of like Hollywood, what's the second word usually put after that? It's kind of creepy. It's, you know, it's a file format. Like um, if you ever needed to get a file format, like it's a PDF um, but then uh, that's a file, you know, those kind of people. They made a joke about that. 
many people uh, on the conservative side, conservative pundits were all sharing that joke like, yeah, Jim Gaffigan totally pwned Hollywood. Um, that's not what happened. He was making fun of you. Jim Gaffigan is a uh, far leftist, a uh, chronic TDS sufferer. One of the uh, you know few when you go to TDS, you know you got Bill Maher, um, you got that idiot uh, f- from the intellectual dark web. What was that guy's name? Oh God! Every time I see him trending, I'm like, oh, he's saying something stupid again. Um, <coughs> there's a lot of people, of course. Jim Gaffigan, also a TDS sufferer. And so, no, no, he wasn't calling it out. He was making a joke about people who think that Hollywood targets kids. But based female actress Ruby Rose, you may have remembered her from a role in John Wick. She was also in a terrible show uh on uh the CW called Batwoman which she quit after i think one or two seasons because she was smart and she knew the show was terrible uh she has spoken out and she has called out for actual justice for those who suffered at the hands of Jeffrey and slams Hollywood elite for making jokes about his crimes i mean Based. That's that's kind of all I can say. Ruby Rose unleashed on her Hollywood peers for making jokes about the Jeffrey case following the release of the court papers last week. The Australian actress, 37, took to Instagram stories on Tuesday with an impassioned post calling for his conspirators to face actual consequences. I think we can all uh, relate we can all kind of understand Ripperoni's Ruby Rose. Can we get a moment? Um, can we get a moment to honor Ruby Rose for her bold statement? Because that might be the last. I kid, sort of. And um, so she calls it out. Quote, my 2024 wish is that the people who suffered under this cretin get actual justice not just a solo woman doing time i'm talking about jelaine here for a massive crime syndicate on uh, young ones by old disgusting horrible men the orange is a new black star wrote oh let's also say this ruby my dog's name is ruby um but i will say this Ruby Rose uh, is leaving out that the women, women were also taking advantage of these people. I mean, his wife was the madam. Is that the word for it? His wife was a recruiter, right? But okay, I, I'll take this. An imperfect take, but still over target. I'm happy. Uh, I, I definitely will support this. Men in power. Men who unwittingly supported, lined pockets, or potentially even voted into positions of power that they had no right to be in, positions that hold the key to our very own human rights and evidently our bodies too. Ruby went on to write that those that suffered under Jeffrey's scheme risked their lives coming forward, 
while none of those men have been held accountable. She then turned her attention on her fellow Hollywood elite. Hollywood has jokes on social media, TV, and at awards shows already. We need more outrage on the issue and less lazy jokes, she lamented. We sure as ass need humor and jokes to get through these days, but let's do better, Ruby concluded. Her mention of the jokes at award shows most likely refers to the joke about Jeffrey made by comedian Jim Gaffigan at the Golden Globe Awards on Sunday night. Gaffigan, who was presenting an award at the glitzy ceremony that nobody watched, strolled on the stage and said, this is so exciting for me. I can't believe I'm in the entertainment industry. It's so unlikely. I'm from a small town in Indiana, and I'm not one of those people. I don't know if there's a new category here, but I'm shocked. As a shocked celebrity audience, awkwardly laughed. Well, I'm not sure that they awkwardly laughed. I think that I think that what Jim Gaffigan was doing, at least in my view here, is that he was telling you right to your face that he's surrounded by these creeps and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, he's surrounded by all these people. They think you're stupid. They think you're some country bumpkin uh, for assuming that they're all into this stuff. Um, meanwhile, there's like skin cream made out of foreskins or something like that. I don't know. So I th thought I read something like that somewhere. Actors Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Blanchett, Cameron Diaz, Bruce Willis, are, and along with Naomi Campbell, promote, uh, prompting DiCaprio, Diaz, and Blanchett to deny any involvement with him. Some of the people named were associates, friends, or on the receiving end of the bad behavior. But the vast majority were named in evidence by witnesses who said they had no links to the creep at all. Well, that I mean, I guess if that's what you want to believe, I, I, I don't know what else to do. You know, but I do think that it's very, I, I, have to, I have to give her credit here. You know, I have to give her credit here um, because, you know, she is actually taking a bold position here. Now, I, I wouldn't exactly call her A-list. I'm not sure if she's even working in Hollywood anymore after quitting Batwoman. Uh, because when she quit that show, I think she went out pretty rough. Ruby Rose slams the Batwoman and says that she endured toxic workplace environment where she was forced to return to work 10 days after a severe injury. You know, I don't know what that even means. Does that mean she, you know, turned her ankle and then she just had to come sit in a chair? I don't know. But um, this is somebody who has really had no problem putting the world, putting Hollywood kind of on blast. The actress also blasted her boss for making a return to Batwoman 10 days after emergency spinal surgery to avoid paralysis because the executive refused to delay or write her out of the show. The actress said that there were threats to shut down the show and fire the rest of the cast and crew because her recovery was losing the studio, quote, millions of dollars. I'm pretty sure she ended up suing them. I can't be 100% positive, but I do, I do think she ended up suing them. And then they replaced her. It was already a chick and she was gay. And then they replaced her with a black chick and made it gay and lame. I don't think she's, I mean, I guess you could probably say her big role was um, Orange is the New Black. I suppose that's like um, reasonable. I just remember there's one thing like about the John Wick movie, um, you know, and even really her fight scenes in Batwoman were also hilarious. But, you know, look, I love John Wick. 
Just like Jurassic Park, the order of best to worst Jurassic Parks are the same as the order of best to worst John Wicks. It goes one, two, three, four. You know, it's everyone is never been is never as good as the one before it. I wish they would stop making John Wicks, but that's neither here nor this last John Wick was just a mess. But the John Wick in which she was in going like John Wick single-handedly overpowers like 10 dudes at once. And then he has a hard time in hand-to-hand combat against this chick. Like, I can't stand that. Uh, I, you, can, you can write it in, give people a superpower. You could give her a mechanical suit. You could give her different types of advantages. Like, if you look at, you know, even John Wick, it's like, oh, these people are, you know, f- you know firing rounds all over the place. Oh, well, he has a suit. Um, I'm supposed to believe that nobody can get a headshot. He's up against the best henchman on the planet. Nobody can get a headshot. You know what? I'm fine because he has his fancy suit. And his fancy suit is apparently impenetrable. And nobody can get a headshot. But that's all I need. That's all I need. So for a woman to like get into hand-to-hand combat with John Wick or with any man. Like watching Queen Latifah at like 70 years old and 80 pounds overweight punch people through the wall. I can't can't do that. Um, Hollywood is unwilling to do like just the bare minimum uh, to make it, to, to keep our interest. But that's a, a side rant. You know, again, people think that Gaffigan was roasting Hollywood. He wasn't. He was laughing at you. And even other people in Hollywood, in this particular case, Ruby Rose knew it. Ruby Rose says, you know, don't make any more jokes about it. You know, why don't we get some justice? And, you know, I stand with her and I support that. Now, whether she ever works in Hollywood again, I suppose that will be remain to be seen. But uh, I applaud her coming out and calling it for what it is. John Wick 4 was at least fun. Barely. Barely. I mean, it was like the, the stupid blind. Why do they have to make the antagonist blind? That was like the dumbest shit. Like, I'm supposed to believe he, what is he, um, Daredevil? That was so dumb. And then he's like fighting and, and competing physically when he's completely blind on the same level as John Wick. Hated that. Hated it. Rip Aruski's John Wick with that, that fourth movie. That was, that was very poor. like stabbing a knight in the back you don't shoot a fellow assassin in the head i don't know but that's true because when they had william defoe he was lining up plenty of headshots yeah john wick four people don't want to say it because everyone loves john uh keanu reeves but john wick four sucked like the big one John Wick 4 had the best action scene. Which one? The entire movie was an action scene. You got no dialogue, no storytelling. You didn't build up any of the characters. It was just nonstop action scene. Just didn't work for me. Like, think about the first John Wick and all the exposition that it had. You know, you learned about the characters. You learned this and that and the other thing. By the time you get to the fourth one, it was just like a two-hour gunfight. 
By the way, this stream, huge shout out, is sponsored by Field of Greens. Resolving to eat better this year, the easy way. Actually doing it, not so easy. Better nutrition is a key to health and longevity, and a healthy diet could even help you avoid health risks that run in your family. Field of Greens is my healthy super fruit and vegetable habit. It's true. And the only fruit and vegetable product that literally promises better health. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Do your vitamins or green drinks promise better health? Nope. Eat super fruit and vegetable and field of greens and was doctor selected for a specific health benefit. Some support your heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you've resolved to get healthier in 2024, it starts with field of greens. I've got you 15% off on your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code thequartering, one word. That's promo code thequartering at fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And hey, it's cold and flu season. It's definitely something worth trying. I mean, you can see their product. It has 6,500 reviews, nearly perfect five stars, 5,000 of the other ones of this other product, the Wildberry. I prefer the Wildberry to the greens, but you know, it's whatever you're into. It's always good to boost your immune system. And um, why not, you know, if you can avoid getting sick this winter, I think that's probably a good thing. So promo code, the quartering to save. Two hours later, one million bullets spent on a thousand vehicles to try 150 people died with no new storyline equals shit movie. Yeah, 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 I agree. Afternoon, Jack. Now, this is an interesting thing. Do you guys know what localizers are? Localizers are, are people whose jobs it is to take like popular anime that is generally in Japanese and revoice it for the West, for English. Uh, as long as English is in the West, I suppose. By the field, field of Greens link is in the description, by the way, too. Um, th that's all fine. That's a fine thing. The problem is when they wokeify it up and they um, inject their own personal politics into it. And that's exactly what's going on. Let's talk about that next. Like, I don't know if you're a fan of like anime or, car, you know, or uh, manga or any of these other type of shows that you might see over in the East that are extremely popular. Or you could quite frankly say, you know, shows like Squid Games and, and shows that are very popular and created in other languages that end up getting created for the West. This involves a process called localizing. This has been going on the other direction for many years where the United States actually used to make good entertainment and then it would get sent out to other countries and uh, they would have local people there revoice it and, you know, use their slang. So it would make more sense. It's like the, the dubs. It's why subs are always superior to dubs because dubs, they always put their own like spin on it. And oftentimes you lose the meaning. Well, we now have a big, for years, by the way, these localizers, these people who 
have nothing to do with the original product, but want to put their own imprint on it. They've been ruining shows for a very long time by wokeifying them, um, changing things without being asked to, and people have been calling it out. One of the biggest dorks that does this is someone called Jamie Marchi, okay? Former Funimation scriptwriter Jamie Marchi doubles down on her infamous anti-patriarchy localization of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. This is what happens when a script is dubbed into a different language. So as a guest, again, so you have a show that people love. In this particular case, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon's Maid, or it might be whatever it is that you might be into for anime. Um, but it's some local loser who's like, well, actually, let's make sure we make this all SJW. Uh, let's make sure um, we put some Yes Slay Queen in it. The thing is, in the East, there's the reason there's a huge push at like South Korean, Korean cinema, South Korean cinema, stuff from the East right now is because it's not full of woke crap. As a discourse against Western localization industry, again, this is just adapting for a modern audience, stuff that's already beloved, so there's no need for it. Former Funimation scriptwriter Jamie Marchi has kicked off her new year by doubling down on her intentional and now infamous botching of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid's English language dub. The latest round of localizer discourse arose when, after Bushi Road's works announced that in order to circumvent piracy, it would begin using a hybrid of AI technology and human editors to provide in-house English simul pubs, I assume maybe that means dubs, for their manga series, The Ancient Magus Bride, which I'm guessing means no more work for uh, voice actors, mid-tier voice actors uh, in the West. Following an announcement, some fans admitted that while not ideal, the use of AI would potentially allow them to receive more accurate translations of their favorite works. However, Western localizers took the news as an insult. Many of them ironically upset that their work, which is often riddled with socio-political screds and tired memes, was not being respected. So again, just so you understand, whoa! I need to scroll down so you actually listen to me here. For years, these people who have nothing to do with the creation of anything have put their spin on it, which just involves cramming leftist ideology into it. That's just how it actually is. All the people that do this are leftoids and they cram it into there and it's immersion breaking and garbage. As with every such round of localization discourse, the battle over the West's handling of Japanese work led to the aforementioned controversial dub of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid as per the course with every localization discourse, the controversial, uh, otherwise known as the defining moment of the entire botched Japanese to English localization phenomenon, phenomenon was put back into light. The moment in question occurs in the 12th episode of the series' first season uh, and is based on the scene in the likewise numbered caption, uh, the original manga where the good-natured and well-endowed former Aztec dragon goddess, uh, better known as Lukoa, makes a conscious decision to cover up her voluptuous body following comments towards the fact made by the aforementioned Tauru. I don't know. I probably screwed up both of those names. For a fan translation of the manga, after taking this comment to heart, she attempts to cover herself up with a sweater informing a friend um, during a later surprise visit. Look at these clothes. I made sure to tone down the body exposure. Okay. Um, taking a note, 
of the Aztec Dragon God's impossible to hide bust. An unimpressed person responds to the change requesting, it would be nice if you could change the body next time. Oh, because she's got gigantic bazongas. Even though the notorious Seven Seas, who recent manga localizations have been among the most controversial across the entire medium, kept the playful spirit of Dragon's interactions in their version of the story. Um, I don't really care what the main problem is here. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but then you end up a, a situation where she changed it to make it her own. The English dub, Marchi used her former role as Funimation scriptwriter. Her filmography does not list any script credits past her work on Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid to replace the original story with her own flavor and feminist virtue signaling. Here, she asks why she changed her outfit, and she asserts, oh, those pesky patriarchal societal demands were getting on my nerves, so I changed the clothes. Wow, that's so cool. Well, of course, Jamie Marchi. Then, woke localizer scandal heats up. Jamie Marchi wants to cancel Asmongold over criticism. You see, putting on reading glasses and holding up a spiral notebook, Marchi began imitating Asmongold's response to a previous allegation word for word with added snark, who gives an S? Okay. Asmongold found himself thrust in the long-time war of anime fans versus woke localizers when he stumbled upon a YouTube video by anime commentator Rev Says Deisu. When his chat explained the issue of localizers rewriting stories, he remarked, well, then they're not localizers. They're just liars, right? I mean, it's not your job to rewrite the story, which I 100% agree. Rev briefly highlighted the changes to Miss Kobayashi's Dragon, uh, Dragon Maid dialogue, initially doubtful of the stark contrast between the original Japanese and the English script. Asmongold was stunned after listening to the English version. He began to tear into it. This is so outrageous. It's like I refuse to effing believe it, but it's right here in front of me. There it is. Asmongold then critical, criticizes localizers for trying to abuse their position to do something they're not being paid to do, which is what I think most people agree. While watching the 2018 video panel, he replied, how do you do something like this and not think you're an effing idiot? It actively makes everything else she does, even retroactively suspect. It makes everybody think, wait, so if they were able to change the meaning of this, then what about all the other stuff she worked on? Is that the same thing? When Marchi compared her critics to Nazi Germany, Asmongold couldn't believe it. It's so insane to me. You're compa comparing changing an effing Coomer anime to Nazis. This is a 46-year-old, and she's acting like she's four to six years old. It's sad. The thing is, obviously, she's bothered by it, and it's okay that she's bothered by it. I think it would make sense that she's bothered by it. Naturally, you would be. Why can't we just have a conversation about whether this is good or not? Why does it have to be so personal? So, of course, she then immediately plays the victim. Yes, a dude with over 2 million followers makes me a target to those followers. He then made a video mocking the harassment he caused. That's totally reasonable to you because I might be insufferable. Was he not allowed to talk about things? This is like, this is the, the standard, like, censorious. I mean, just so to bring it back to like, so you guys understand what I'm talking about. This is censorship. This is Western weirdos forcing their own political ideology in almost every single case. It is far leftist leaning crap in almost every single scenario, forcing it on art that they don't own, that they didn't create. 
and they're just injecting it. Their job is to make sure that us who people who don't speak Japanese understand what that what they're saying and what they're meaning. The original comic mentioned nothing about the patriarchy. They they can't create anything. So then she puts out this video and like you know, my response to some of Asmongol's followers. This was just a few receiving days regarding his involvement with soft giving and their controversy. I thought it's only fair that I respond to his followers in kind. Well, who gives a shit? Somebody makes an allegation against me and now somehow I have to respond to it? No, I don't have to say anything. Who gives a fuck? Thank you for your time. Ah, another, another perfect example for creating absolutely nothing. That was her big response. That was her big response. It's not her job, okay? It's not her job to change the story and force like SJW politics into it. She th hilariously says she doesn't have to respond to anything, but she absolutely is responding to it and she's having a melty about it. Don't, you know, this is why all this stuff, I mean, this is what the original clip was that started like th that, that shows where her head's at. It's a stroll of power and I appreciate it. Well, uh, I'm kind of scared to ask this question now because I don't want to bring them in the room. Um, so okay. this is more directed at Jamie, but all of you can answer. Go, Jamie, all of you go. I'm excited like about it. I'm ready to bring down the room. Let's do we it. We need a spotlight. Um, so Funimation has come under, let's call it criticism oh, for criticism. how they choose to adapt their scripts oh, for like a couple of shows. Hate. Yeah, got it. Yeah, um, and a lot of that, I feel, is directed at you unfairly. Thank and, you. Uh, <laughs> So how, how would you like to respond to that kind of criticism? To the criticism? Like, I have a vagina. Deal with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. All your criticisms are totally just because I'm a woman. I'm right because I have a vagina. That's who this person is. So, yeah, I'm not going to really take anything they say seriously. I mean, she was caught changing original content, and then she just blames it on, you know, sexism because that's her only card to play. I can't wait till these losers are out of work. Literally. Can't the Japanese company sue her for changing the story for when they paid her to trans only translate? I think so, Jack. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the rules are. You know, like if it's that they own the license. Uh, Ruby is a bitch. Now I'm talking about the dog or the human. Yeah, my dog Ruby is a bitch, but she's a sweet girl. I, I just think uh, how Google co-founder Sergey Brin and his ex-wife, who also runs 23andMe, spent some time on Epstein's pedophile island. No big deal. Everyone already knew that. How about Twitch? Ugh. She's just an old, uh, overweight frost. I mean, I just think that, like... It's really none of, I mean, I think when your job is, they're saying like, hey, your job is to make sure people in the West, like, understand, you know, the message of, you know, that they get the translation of the show properly. It doesn't mean like cram leftist ideology into it. 
Yeah, big news. Um, the wellness company just uh, signed a $6 million advertising deal with Rumble. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's a nice little advertising block. It's going to help a lot of creators. Gonna help a lot of creators. Quartering, have you played any good official Magic the Gathering tournaments lately? I've been playing a lot of um, Cons of Tarkir Limited, actually. One of my all-time favorite limited formats. That's what I've been playing uh, most of the time. Yeah, so that's good. Let's talk about uh, Twitch laying off nearly 40% of their staff. Uh-oh, Pascadios. I don't know if they're going to run any ads with me. I ran an ad with them, and then they didn't run any more ads with me. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. The way my deal is structured with Rumble is I don't really get paid to do ad reads. It's just a part of my contract with them. Which is fine. You know, it's good. The more money flowing into Rumble for other creators and creators in general, that's a huge W. By the way, we will be doing an extended stream at the end of the show today over on Locals. I'm going to leave a link to it in chat right now. You can actually open the stream there too and hang out in the Locals chat. But there that is. If you want to get access to that, make sure you join the basement. It's just my locals group. It's five bucks a month. We do two pieces of content per week. Today, I'm going to do a uh, locals only stream, uh, just an extension. We'll cover some other topics. Tomorrow, I'll do, tomorrow or Friday, I'll upload a standalone video, two locals, maybe a little vlog, a little tour of my RC room, maybe something maybe interesting like that. You can join just by clicking this the basement button here. And uh, it's five bucks a month, or if you go annual, it's you get two months free. I hope you uh, support me because it would be really neat if you did. New story. I don't know if you've been following what's going on in the streaming world, uh, but I certainly have been. There's been a lot going on in terms of uh, what you know, where people are at just earlier today, someone with like a hundred thousand YouTube subs just got, uh, permanently suspended. There's a lot of people moving around. There's new competitors out there for a long time. It was basically only Twitch. And then YouTube became a viable live streaming alternative. So then it was Twitch and YouTube. Then rumble came along and kick came along and BitChute and odyssey came along. And there's a ton of, uh, new alternatives, people can stream on X, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever they wanna do. Uh, there's more options than ever right now. And the wokest of the platforms is of course Twitch. And I'm sorry to report that they are about to lay off nearly 40% of their staff. Leave a like button to uh, spit. I say this because 
I don't hold any particular ill will towards anyone directly at Twitch, but I can tell you that they have wild double standards for content creators, in particular ones that create content like mine that discuss, um, I would say, non-narrative content. Every major content creator, every major streamer on Twitch, with a few exceptions, is far left-leaning. Openly far left-leaning. Those are the ones that get the promotion. Those are the ones that get put on the front page. It's either that or horse. It's one of the two things. It's leftoids or whores, or when you have the intersection of leftism and whoreism, that's the real trifecta on Twitch. But now it was announced that nearly 40% of the Twitch staff is going to be fired. Amazon's Twitch cut 500 employees, about 35% of the staff. Movies designed to stem losses after two rounds of layoffs last year. This is their third round of layoffs. Twitch just isn't making any money. And the, here's the problem. As people get popular on Twitch, they start to look at the revenue split. So there's two ways, three ways really a streamer can make money primarily. Uh, first and foremost is subs. That is, people pay $5 a month. For example, if you're watching me on Rumble and you subscribe on Rumble and it's $5 a month, for now and for all of 2024, I get all $5. I get all $5 of that. Rumble takes none of it, which is amazing. You go to Amazon, Twitch. Twitch takes half, 50% of it. So you can get subscriptions. You can get tips, which is very hard to rely on. You know, even wherever I am, YouTube, Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, you can't really rely on, on tips. So you have subscriptions, which is the big one. That's your base, kind of your income. Twitch, you can run ads or you can read ads. So there's more than just a few, but really you have ads, tips, and subscriptions. Ads being, you know, you run them for Twitch or you do your own live reads, which is I often do. Here's the thing. Uh, once streamers get big, here's what they start to say. Well, they don't want to run ads because they don't make enough money from it. And it annoys their viewers and they lose viewership. The viewership is what big streamers use to get bigger ad read deals, whether they're doing live reads for maybe Field of Greens or whatever. They might be doing a live you know, read for that, promo code the quartering to save. Um, you want to have live, you know, average live viewers. Like once I get to 10,000, when I, right now I sit between four and 6,000 live viewers every day on my Rumble show. Um, I started at 2,000, so I've more, I've more than tripled. And that's awesome. But when I get to 10 or 15 or 20,000, then people pay you more. So anyway, without getting in the weeds about that, essentially once big streamers get big, sorry, I was all over the place there. Once streamers get big, they want to leave the platform or they want, want to negotiate a better deal for themselves. So right now there are just better options. People can just leave Twitch before people couldn't leave Twitch. YouTube still takes 30%. Twitch takes 50%. You go to rumble right now and they take 0%. I'm pretty sure kick takes 5%. I think it's 95, five. Um, so if you already have a, an audience, if you already have viewers, 
you have no reason to stay on their platform. Why are they taking half of your money? You can just leave with your viewers. And we've seen that. We've seen lots of big streamers go to Kick, lots of big streamers go to uh, Rumble, lots of big streamers go to YouTube. Because why would they don't they don't need the if you your viewers will generally go with you in some percentage. Well, Amazon continues to stay on this 50-50 nonsense that is completely outdated and is insane. And they're not growing anymore. And their big creators don't want to run ads. And their and their small creators don't make them any money. Why do you think right before this layoff happened? Why do you think they just allowed artistic uh, unclothedness? Why do you think, why do you think, why do you think Twitch allowed that like a week ago? It's because they're desperate. They're crumbling. They had two rounds of layoffs last year and then another massive round of layoffs today. Twitch is laying off more than 500 employees. Twitch CEO Don Clancy announced this morning, reportedly accounting for 35% of its staff. Bloomberg first reported that the video game streaming platform was planning layoffs on Tuesday, and the company confirmed that the cuts were happening. Quote, I regret to ha uh, having to share with you, we're taking a painful step to reduce our headcount by over 500 people, Clancy wrote, which is a lot. You, you, have, to only, you have less than 2,000 people that work there. In March of 2023, Twitch cut 400 people as part of a larger layoff as parent company Amazon cut 18,000. Additionally, several Twitch executives, including Chief Product Officer Tom Varelli, Chief Customer Officer Doug Scott, and Chief Content Officer Laura Lee all announced they were leaving the company. Last month, the company also announced that it would cease operation in South Korea, citing prohibitively expensive network fees. The service is set to shut down in the country on February 27th. In the announcement, Clancy noted that Twitch paid out over $1 billion to streamers last year, remarking that while Twitch business remains strong, for some time now the organization has been sized based upon we were optimistically expected our business to be in three or four more years, not where we are today. That sounds like a lot of CEO spin. If they paid out a billion, then that means they brought in $2 billion, roughly. This is the thing. Uh, you know, Twitch is not as cool as it once was. People go to, to Rumble. Yes, I know. People pr predominantly think it's political talk, but I stream on Rumble and I'm talking about Twitch right now in front of over 5,000 people. Um, there are people who stream on Twitch you know, uh, who aren't all political. There's lots of new options for people. So for people like me, you don't have to automatically think about going to Twitch anymore. For annoying 14-year-old attention-seeking douchebags, you have Kick. It's a great option for them. Uh, you know, if you want to go in public and harass people and live stream it and stuff like that, you have kick because Twitch would probably have banned you. But overall, what we have is another leftist dinosaur in new tech or, or in technology in Silicon Valley space that is completely out of date. You have places like Rumble willing to give 100% of the money back to creators you have people at places like Kick, which has more lax rules. You have places like YouTube, which takes less than less than Twitch and still has a large audience to try and get discoverability for. I mean, you got guys like Dr. Disrespect, 
who left Twitch uh, under mysterious circumstances, what, a couple of years ago now, he's still thriving on YouTube. He's still thriving. He's growing, um, you know, things of that nature. You look at Rumble. Yeah, it's a lot of politics, but it's not like that's what Rumble wants. The gaming category is, is growing here. Things of that nature. You know, there's more like survival channels and 2A channels and all sorts of stuff growing on here. And a year from now, who can say? But we do know that while Twitch has bent the knee, Twitch has been more interested in bringing in the thought business, allowing you know 14-year-old boys to be introduced to the OnlyFans pipeline, than building their technology, than securing high-quality talent, than figuring out how to pay their bills. Now they're having massive layoffs, and I couldn't care less. I think this is a great time in the in the in the new tech market. Yes, of course, I stream on Rumble every single day at one Eastern, Monday through Friday. But I still want Kick to succeed, and I I want Odyssey to succeed, and I want Bitchu to succeed, and I want X to succeed, and I want Truth to succeed, and Gab to succeed, and every possible new tech option out there. Minds, I want all of this stuff to succeed because. All of it weakens YouTube and Twitch, which have a still virtual monopoly on streaming. It's getting better. You know, if you're a streamer and you get banned off Twitch, you can go right to Kick or Rumble and or YouTube and start up tomorrow and bring most of your viewers over. It wasn't that way. You know, I've been doing this a long time. It wasn't that way five years ago. Heck, it wasn't even that way a year ago. Now you've got, you know, Twitch, Kick, Rumble, you know, Facebook X, you've got a bunch of options. And so, uh, you know, I think Dr. Disrespect's getting the last laugh there for sure. And, uh, I, you know, I think multi-platform streaming is more popular than ever now. Twitch used to keep these guys, you used to have to stream exclusively to Twitch, which was stupid. Anybody who creates content, you know, unless you have an exclusive deal, like I have an exclusive deal with Rumble for this show, but any other live stream I do, I'll stream everywhere. You know, X, YouTube, Rumble, Bitchute is every possible place in 2024. Anytime I live stream and it's not one of my, you know, contractual shows on Rumble, it's going to be everywhere. And anybody who doesn't do that is a moron. And so people are building audiences other places and they don't need Twitch anymore. And you see, you know, we haven't heard a lot of deals, right? When's the last time we heard some big name deal signed by anyone? Of these? They don't need them. Their existence and the technology and the audience that they're building is far more important. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to see Twitch weakening. Do I think Twitch is going to close down? No, of course not. But I do think they're weak. And I think that, uh, I think that I'm happy for that. Any, any weakening to YouTube and Twitch is good for free speech. Um, uh, Jack, asked, what percentage of your YouTube viewers followed you to Rumble? I would say about 10%. I'd say about 10%. Um, I would say, I would say, you know, if you look at my, if you look at like my average video views on YouTube, like a good video does about 125,000 and like a good video on like a good video on, um, Rumble will do like 20,000. So it's definitely getting better. And and by the way, 
like rumble kind of has its own audience like i've definitely gotten rumble subscribers who were never on youtube you know because of my because of my deal with rumble they put me on the home page in the middle of the day and that means i get to see i get to meet a lot more people you know i bet you there's people in chat that uh you know never watch me on youtube and so I'm happy to be, and I'm happy to have gotten a deal with the Rumble. I, Rumble, I may have been one of the last ones to get one. I don't think they're going to be signing anybody else. You know, I bet you they won't like renew my deal. I'm sure they'll want me to like stay. But Rumble's building something like where they're going to have 40, 50, 60, 70 million users. And, uh, they're not going to need to pay people to, to stream here. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the future I want for rumble. So, you know, when my contract is up in June, next June, not this coming up one, but I think I signed it for two years. Like I'm planning on not getting any kind of pre, you know, any kind of contract, but I'm hoping by then I have 25, 35,000 people tuning in every day over lunch hour. That's why, I mean, I have not missed a single day of work since I signed that contract. Not one single day. I have been here every single day. I have not missed a single day because it's that important to me. Being able to have, you know, uh, an audience here on Rumble is extremely important to me because I believe in new tech. And I believe that, you know, YouTube is on the way out. I'm not one of those people that only comes running to rumble after they get banned off YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you, Mega Forever. I'm not one of those people that came here. Oh, no, I got banned off YouTube. Oh, suddenly I give a shit about rumble. I've been here from the start. Let's see here. Uh, here, so we talked about this. Let's see. We talked about, I don't know, Coward Cern had a meltdown. What's new? Talked about that. <laughs> Did you guys catch this this morning? Gentlemen's time's expired. Chair, recognize Ms. Green from Georgia for five minutes. Oh, time to go. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, Apparently, no. you're afraid you of my going? words. Whoa. Uh, here go. <laughs> oh. I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> wow, that's too bad. <laughs> he got up out of there real quick, didn't he? He got up out of there real quick. Uh, Ricky said, Jeremy has also been good for Rumble on like people like Steve will do it. I don't know who that is. I think, I mean, I think I am good for Rumble in, uh, in the fact that I'm not like a hardcore political guy, you know? So people come to the show and they're like, oh, it's a talking head, but he's not like 
ah, civil war, Trump, blah, 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 blah. There's also this clip, which is genius. Quiet and let me make a statement, okay? What crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? Ha! <laughs> Did you hear that guy in the background? Quiet and let me make a statement, okay? What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? <laughs> hey, shout out to the King of Biltong. Good afternoon from Anton's in Roanoke, Texas. Free shipping for your Biltong using code THEQ. Alandofbiltong.com and AntonUSA.com. Get yourself some healthy meat. Snacks, that is, for keto slash carnivore diet. That's right. It's good stuff. What kind of crack is it that you smoke, Mr. Biden? Oh, come on. Come on. Kinks or glasses and a blunt for that man. Yeah, right. We need to find we need to find the camera angle where he's in there. So it's like dun 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 da 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 da. Uh, come on, play. Damn you, Twitter. I had some other stuff. I don't know if I wanted to do a whole ten minute monologue on this, but I kind of thought. Last time we were on the show, and I was like, those videos on Twitter won't play anywhere. Oh, is that that thing? Okay. Uh, there's this, you know, racist piece of shit. Hold on a second. Let's see. Ba 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 ba. What do you guys got going on this weekend? Tell me your store eyes, your store eyes. Lots to talk about for Sheezy Mineasy. snow isn't it supposed to snow again i think it's supposed to snow again um right it's supposed to snow again friday at least here in wisconsin it is i believe Working on a rock wall. Are you talking about like sheetrock or? You talking about like. What are we talking about here? Now I want to know Rockwall. 
It's also supposed to be, um, I think it's supposed to be super duper duper, uh, cold, isn't it? Next week, Monday, there's supposed to be like a mega, like a mega snowstorm. I'm sorry, cold snap. Pretty sure. If I'm if I'm correct. La 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 la. Gig at a bar on Saturday, nice. Arctic blast, is that what they're calling it now? Arctic blast. Trying to find my stupid Uh, let's see. Da 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 da. Cool snap here is forty. Oh, that must be nice. Yeah, I, I, uh, that would be nice. Rumble's asking me for, um, go here. Fire two blast. Just beg winners. Oh, don't even start thinking about the end of winter. Don't even start thinking about the end of winter. Don't even think about it. It ain't happening. In the south they call them blue northers i had some other i want to pull up some other clippies wow wow oh no jordan peterson no Oh no. Oh, Jordan, no. Jordan, no. Jordan, no. Jordan. Jordan, no. No! Jordan! What do you think of the Rabbit R1? I don't even know what that is. The Volkswagen Rabbit? 
Or is it a sex toy? Oh, the Rabbit R1 Assistant. Is that kind of like the next version of the the flapper thing? Oh, the Jew Tunnels. No, Jordan. Ah, oh, Jordan. No. <clears throat> I love you, Jordan, but no. Let's see here. Um, like to get New York City more resources to handle the influx of uh, citizens to be, as I like to call them, citizens immigrants, to be. we should totally raise the taxes on apartment owners. Um, and if they raise rent on current residents, we'll raise taxes again. The residents have citizen privilege, which is a form of white supremacy. Um, that means they're probably racist and homophobic. <laughs> How can you tell this is not a meme? Jordan, no. Jordan, no. <sighs> Do I make the video? Do I make the video? Jordy, no. My Jordy, no. Oh. Cowardly troll demons. I'm trying to find that original tweet. Is that still up? Jordy, no. Papa Jordy, no. <laughs> no. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about it. This is my creative process in real time, you're seeing. <sighs> Jordy, no. Dirty, dirty. Every time I make a video making fun of Jordan, everyone gets butthurt. All right. Now, I think that Jordan B. Peterson is a great man. I think that Jordan B. Peterson has done many, many good things, in particular for young men out there looking for some direction. Certainly, women, too, I suspect, are fans of... Jordan B. Peterson, but Jordan B. Peterson really has to stay off Twitter. Um, I just, I don't think it's good for him. And every once in a while, he goes on these weird screds. If, if you remember the anonymous troll demons thing where he's basically doing the boomer con take, I actually think that Nikki Haley also had, um, I believe Nikki Haley also said that everyone should have to 
have an identification to be using the internet and that you shouldn't be allowed online anonymity. Everything Jordan Peterson says for the most part, but being a good man, taking responsibility and, and, and historical culture is generally good. But his takes on technology are very poor. Um, his takes on anonymity are very poor. And now, um, are we talking about going to, to jail for a meme? Some people are pointing out that that's what he's implying here. And I sincere, I, I hope that he provides some additional context to this, but Jordy, no, Jordy, no. He's responding to a meme of AOC, which we're going to take a look at. That is an obvious fake. Okay. And let me, uh, let me actually acknowledge this though. Let me acknowledge this again. Big fan of Jordan B. Peterson. I do think he should stay off Twitter. 99.999% of the criticisms that are for Jordan Peterson happen because of things he does on Twitter. He'd basically be untouchable. He would just stay off Twitter. Um, but there is a very serious conversation to be had around, you know, deep fakes. Uh, in particular, we're going to see, uh, we're going to see in 2024 in the presidential election, we're probably going to see a lot of, um, very convincing things like this. Right. And I also think it's important that again, can't always agree on everything. After all, Jordan P. Peterson is a boomer. So he's probably going to have boomer takes on technology. Um, you know, I think that's okay though. The rest of his takes are all very good, but he res responds to a meme, which we're going to take a look at here. And it says, if this is real, we're in trouble. It isn't, it isn't real. If it isn't real, we're in even more serious trouble. People who produce deep fakes are committed to the virtu committed the virtual equivalent of kidnapping. I mean, again, like it's literally posted on a meme account. A meme account posted it. Everybody knows it's a meme. But go back. Remember when uh, my voiceover guy. Remember when my voiceover guy um, did that CNN meme? And it was like, everyone that watched my channel, um, everyone who watched my channel was like, ha ha, that's hilarious meme, you know? Um, but the mainstream media was like, oh my God, the quartering produced um, doctored footage of, of, of war and he's, he's spreading misinformation. And it was like, um, what? No. Uh, anyway, he continues. Uh, and should be punished to the maximal extent of the law for producing a meme. This is a stunningly dangerous technology. It's not satire. It's identity theft, plain and simple. It should be treated as a serious crime. What? Now... Let's talk about, there is some levels of this, right? 
let's say the Biden administration or even the Trump administration or the Trump campaign or the Biden campaign runs an ad on TV, okay? And the ad on TV is a, a fake, right? And they they pay money to smear somebody's reputation. I would argue that that is a crime, right? I would I would agree with Jordan there. That if you are doctoring and making it appear as if your political opponent, or really, I guess anybody, if you if you create it to like and you know for political stuff like that, you don't disclose that it's a meme, okay? But this was posted on Defranzer memes. A friend of mine. If you look at the video, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. He watched this video. Just look at it. On the video, you can see it says fake meme satire. It's literally on the thumbnail. It also says Defranzer memes. By the way, follow Defranzer memes on X if you use it. In the background is a giant picture of Alex Stein. There is also a Reading for Dummies book prominently displayed. I don't know how many, how much more DeFranzer could do to prove it was a meme. And by the way, it's not just in the thumbnail. It stays in the video the whole time. It says fake meme satire. And if you watch her face, it's very obvious. Now you could argue down the road, the technology gets better. And it's hard to, you know, it's hard to discern it. Um, but this is like, obvious. To get New York City more resources to handle it the doesn't even match your lips. Of, uh, citizens to be, as I like to call them, immigrants. We should totally raise the taxes on apartment owners. Um, and if they raise rent on current residents, we'll raise taxes again. The residents have citizen privilege which is a form of white you have, supremacy. You're back here reading for dummies. Um, that means they're probably I can't see what racist else is going and homophobic, so I don't mind them paying more. New voters coming over the board. Now it's focused. Reading, oh no, bartending for dummies. I know my ABCs from AOC. Help fight climate change. Like, not voters yet. Oh no, I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. Oops, I wasn't supposed to say out loud that I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. Uh, what were we talking about? There's nobody in here. Like, there's nobody convinced Yet. that this is but, real. We we must also um, say that it's it says fake satire and it. it was posted by a meme account. And jo Jordan Peterson wants him to go to jail for it. I will admit, I will admit that you know. Look, I, there's so much like video footage of me out there on the internet that you'll be able, people will be able to do AI and be, um, you know, pretty, it'd be, probably be pretty believable. I mean, you could, there's probably a video of me saying every word imaginable. Um, so you'd probably be able to do it. But I mean, the meme is obvious. People in the reply saying, DeFranzo says, it's a meme, bro, frog of shame. Um, throwing memers in jail, Jordan Peterson, Joe Biden. I mean, it does clearly say that this is satire. It's problematic if it's not marked as satire, but it is clear it is satire. Did you miss the satire label he even put? I mean, he couldn't have been more clear. And 
I will argue that like, you know, deep, deep fakes and this kind of stuff, it does present some issues that we're not ready for, but let's dial back the rhetoric. It's not identity theft. It's not kidnapping. It's not a serious crime. I mean, Jordan's also had tweets where saying, by failing to separate an anonymous cowardly troll demon from real people in the comment section, YouTube and other social media platforms are enabling sadistic, sadistic Machiavellian psychopaths. What? I, 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 what? By the way, 60% of people agreed with him. Like anytime he goes on, you know, most anonymous troll demons are derisive cowards. Dude, anonymity, he's saying most people who use an uh, anonymous accounts, um, you know, they're not cowards. And, you know, let's say you disagree with me and you have some a position like it is a crime to ruin people's lives and reputations. Um, and then, you know, Make a let's say you make a deep fake of me like putting my hands on someone, right? I think that's pretty different, right? It's pretty different than a simple voiceover obvious meme. Um, I also think that under scrutiny, actual scrutiny, any type of actual video out there that is AI generated that does something like that would be very easy to detect. It would be very easy to prove that it wasn't a real video. Um, you can tell with, uh, you know, nearly perfect, a success rate, what's AI and what isn't. Um, I think that if you created, for example, let's take the, let's take that idea. Let's take that position where you think that should be a crime, expand upon it, where maybe you agree with Jordan Peterson, a middle ground we could say is, let's say you were some sort of person and you spawned hundreds of these fake videos with the express uh, purpose of trying to de destroy someone's life and it did destroy it. Would they have legal recourse? I bet you they would. They would have some sort of legal recourse. Um, but that is not this. We can't take every situation to the extreme just to try and disprove or prove a point. It's very obvious that this is a meme and that, you know, the fact that he can't tell it's fake is shocking to me. Um, it is and kidnapping and all this kind of stuff. I don't know. I, I, I love Jordan. I think, I think he does great things. I think if you want to take it to the extreme and talk about like a, some agency doing it or, you know, people coordinating some effort to put out fake videos and retweet them, I think there's already laws for that kind of stuff. Um, but I do think if he's just issuing a warning, then that's fair. That's fair. The rhetoric he uses, I think, leans to be more inflammatory, but hey, maybe he's just getting those Twitter bucks. I don't know. You let me know what you think in the comment section down below. I think, um, I think that Spike, I'm, I tried to respond to you in real time. I, I think that the body of work that Jordan Peterson has displayed to us as human beings uh, shows that he does mean what he's saying. 
I don't think he's trying to play fourth dimensional chess and just warn us about deep fakes. I think he genuinely believes this. Because this is a guy that genuinely wants to remove anonymity from the internet. No more cowardly anonymous troll demons, or at least far fewer than $8 a month should be more than they can afford. Like, I, I just, I understand where the technology is going, but I do think there are already existing laws that kind of protect you against that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Let's see. All right. I want that. Okay. His weakness is tech. He just doesn't get that. Yeah. And the thing is like, uh, we all have blind spots. We all have things that we're not great on, but you know, you kind of want to stay away from making like hardcore statements on it. I've done it. We've all done it. You know, I'm not saying he's like a shit human being or that he's, you know, a terrible human being or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, Jordan B. Peterson has been consistently wrong about social media and it's because he literally is a boomer. And the guy's lost his fight. He's lost. I mean, he's he nobody's suffered more of like a social media kind of like attack or discrediting. Nobody's taken more of that than Jordan Peterson, I would argue. Or you could maybe say Trump, probably. Probably Trump. You know? By the way, I, I appreciate everyone tuning in. We've been pretty consistently between five and 6,000 this week. I absolutely, I'm blown away by that and so thankful. If it's your first time on the show, um, I'm, I, you're welcome here. I'm glad you're here. I hope you take part in chat. I interact with chat, as you can see, I often do. You don't have to rumble rant me. I mean, rumble rants are great and they go to support me and my team. But uh, if you want to support the channel, all I ever ask is that you follow and then you tune in at 1 Eastern every day. And if you haven't yet, that you leave a like on the video. You know, we've got 5,500 people and you're only 500 likes. Um, wait, he's wrong about anonymity, but he isn't wrong about AI. This is scary. Jeremy will probably cuck to pedophiles in five years because boomers don't get it. Come on, dude. Magus, come on. Do you is that do you really mean that you think I'm going to cuck to pedophiles because boomers don't get it? Like, come on, dude. I read my chat. I want you to be better than that. Think you're being a bit naive. Think we'll always be able to tell defake. I don't mean like. You know, I think tech, through technology, you'll always be able to tell it, you know. Really tired of your attitude towards boomers. We get more than you realize. Grow up. 
I mean, I'm 40. I'm not young. Do I understand that you don't want this whole dollar? <laughs> I do want that whole dollar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there are a lot of boomers that get it. I mean, there's a lot of boomers that watch my videos that totally get it. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think I totally, I mean, I feel like I was pretty clear that I understood how this kind of stuff could be weaponized, but I'm also not going to, not going to let this fly where Jordan Peterson saying, put people in prison for it. You know, I like your kind of, but I find JW unapologetically enjoyable. I don't know what JW is. Sorry. Is that a, did I do a racism? I don't know what that means. All right. I respect you boomers. I'll be more careful about throwing boomers under the bus. I hear you, boomers. I hear you. Oh, John Wick. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I like I've watched all four John Wicks. I think they're just fine. Um the first one's great. Second one's pretty good. The third one's weak and the fourth is the weakest, but I'll still watch any one of them over like whatever modern reimagining, you know, of whatever, you know. I guess when I say boomers, I forget that I, I, I don't qualify. Like, it's not all boomers. My mom is a boomer and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't think memes should throw you in jail. Boomers. So anyway, anyway, uh, one thing I'll say. Yeah, sometimes I forget when I say boomers, like there are boomers in my audience, but I don't mean you. But I need to be better about that. The um, rest of today's show. Got some. I've got some responding to do to this. Good evening, everyone. Issa and I recently had the privilege of playing Barbie and Ken in the Barbie movie, which is pretty impactful for people who look like us. Yeah, we may not have been what first popped up in people's minds when they thought of Barbie or Ken, but that's changed, and we're hoping to continue to push the boundaries of the roles we can play. By that, of course, we mean white people roles. Oh my God, I'd love to play white people roles. No, me too. White people roles are the best. I mean, I, uh, uh, an alcoholic, divorced, single father fighting for custody. Oh yeah, um, an alcoholic housewife okay. whose husband's affair drives her deeper into alcohol. Oh, oh, how about this, how about this? An alcoholic school teacher who must put their love of alcohol aside to inspire. So all white people are alcoholics. I get like, uh, I'm not exactly sure why, you know, why is the volume low? That's on the clip. The clip's really low. That's not me. 
I'm Gen Y. I was born in 83. I don't know. I'm actually a millennial, I think. I think I'm a millennial. But it's like, I don't even, you see this guy, it's not even funny. There comes a point where white people won't accept this nonsense any longer. We'll stop seeing these people's movies. You know? All right, so we're going to move. By the way, I need to get back. You know what I could use? You know how we used to do guests on Fridays? Well, I don't think I have any guests booked in 2024. So if you want me to, um, if you want me to book some particular guests, drop me an email at thequartering at gmail.com. And, uh, I'll definitely, I'll definitely email. I'll see if I can get, why am I an alcoholic? I'm an alcoholic because I'm a white person. All white people are alcoholic single dads. <laughs> Didn't you know that? Uh, yeah, email me though. Otherwise, Vivek can stream for you. Vivek, you mean? I mean, um, yeah, I know Vivek is, he'll do it for sure. JP Sears. I tried to get JP Sears. He wouldn't come on my show. I I could only go on his show or something like that. It was weird. Oh no. He wanted to come on my show, but I couldn't go on his show. So I was like, I don't want to do a show with you then. Is that petty? And to be fair, it was like his booking agent. So that's also puts me off. It's like, you could just contact me directly. We both have rumble. We're both rumble boys. Um, but if so, it's the same to me, it felt like somebody, you know, like people who shall not be named will constantly send me their tweets and be like, can I get a retweet, bro? It's like, no, you cannot get a retweet, bro. If I like what you tweet, I'll retweet it. The same weird that the same way that some people will text who happen to have my cell phone number will text me when they tweet something and be like, can I get a retweet? I'm like, again, I have your Twitter. If I liked your tweet, I would retweet it. It is petty. I don't care. I stand by it. I am petty. Maybe I'll try. I'll try directly with JP. The reason I would do it is like, I want to get like, it's a, it's a trade, right? We trade exposure with each other. He's got a bigger platform than me. You know, we should go on each other's show. Yeah, cool. Can I get your number? Yeah, yeah, sure. Tell Mark to upload on Rumble. I've tried. I've tried. Do I sell retweets? No. Retweeting is a tax write-off. That is true. JP shows aren't aren't in a guest format. Okay, so maybe that's why I said that. That could be. Yeah, Sticks and I, I think Sticks and I would would be a pretty good like I should try to see if Sticks would be a regular, you know, like a once a week guy. So I think we vibe pretty good. 
And then like we can do one day a week on my channel and one day a week on his channel. You know what I mean? Would you retweet me for another whole dollar? No, I won't. <laughs> Quarter black, I could get him, yeah. Gundam, yeah, it's been a while. Does he show does he go on camera or no? I've never seen him on camera. Viva I've had on. Email me or I'll I'll get out I'll get on it. I don't have an I don't have somebody that does all that, so I have to reach out personally. But um You're not interesting enough. <laughs> that that could be true. If you do a stick, you should say topic focused. Okay. All right, well, hey, right now we're moving over to Rumble. We're staying live, or we're moving over to Locals. We're staying live. Here's the link. Everyone pour in there. I will never ask you to me because I'm not on Twitter. That's fair. If, uh, you're po if, it's, if, if, it's, if you're able to... Come on over to, come on over to locals like right now. We've got more videos to do. We've got, uh, all sorts of other things to do. You can support the channel by clicking join the basement here or below the chat. Otherwise we'll be live tomorrow again at the exact same time, one o'clock Eastern. But before you do, please consider, please consider joining the quarter and community. If you join for the year, you get two months free. Otherwise it's just five bucks a month. It goes directly towards supporting my team. We could definitely use your support. Join the basement, get on over to locals right now. We're moving over there. I appreciate you all. And we'll see you in a few minutes over on Locals. Mm -hmm.